You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a series called Rooted in Christ by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truths from his word today. John chapter 15 is where we launched off from this morning. What were we talking about this morning? Joy, how to have joy, not happiness. Happiness is dependent upon happenings. Things happen to go well, then you're happy. If they don't go well, then your happiness is gone. But joy is so much different than that. Actually, next Sunday morning, I'm going to be preaching on how to have a happy new year. But tonight, we're going to continue to focus on this issue of having joy, not only in this coming year, but in the rest of your life. Remember what Jesus promised? That the joy he gives will remain in us and no man can do what? No man can take it away. And so this is all about the vine and the branches. Let's see if we can go through the secret here. The secret to fruit bearing is what? Boy, you were all listening this morning, weren't you? You got that down? I think I heard Dan say it. Abiding. Okay? The secret to fruit bearing is abiding or remaining in close fellowship with the Lord. The secret to abiding is obeying. The secret to obeying is loving. Okay, you're doing better. And the secret to loving is knowing. If you know him, you're going to love him. And you're going to want to obey him. And walk in fellowship with him. And thus we have fruit, much fruit, or let me see, fruit, more fruit, and much fruit as we work our way through John 15. So verse 5, I am the vine and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. And this morning we talked about the fruit of joy. Verse 11. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might, what church? Remain in you, and that your joy might be full. So, we spent the majority of the morning talking about if you are going to have this abiding joy that no one or no circumstance can ever take away from you, the first thing that has to happen is what? You have to be born again. You need to be saved. Second, and I could go back and park on that, but that's where we were this morning. The second most important thing, not only that you're saved, but that you learn how to walk in the Spirit. Okay? that you're saved, and that you learn how to walk in the Spirit. Remember what David said, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. So we're going to use the PowerPoint tonight. Where is my clicker there? And we're going to talk tonight about living the Spirit-filled life. 
So let's go to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18. Walking in the Spirit. First of all, being saved, being indwelt by the Holy Spirit. But you can be indwelt by the Holy Spirit and not walk in the Spirit. What does it mean to walk in the Spirit? Have you ever really stopped and pondered that? Well, the Bible speaks about it over and over again. The Bible said, walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. This I say, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If we live in the Spirit, let us also, finish it, walk in the Spirit. So walking in the Spirit is talked about over and over and over again throughout the New Testament. So, if I was to just spend some time with you personally, asking you, could you please explain to me what it is to walk in the Spirit and how you get to that place in your life where you are walking in the Spirit, how would you answer that? Do you know what it means? And do you know how to get to that place in your life? Well, obviously, first of all, we have to be born again. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. So impossible to walk in the Spirit if you don't have the Spirit, right? So let's make sure that we are born again. Also, are you still, stay with me. Also, we can't walk in the Spirit unless we're what the Bible calls filled with the Spirit. Be not drunk with wine, Ephesians 5.18. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be what, church? Be filled with the Spirit. I like what one man said. He said there are two kinds of Christians. That's it, two kinds. Fall into one or two categories. There are those who walk after the flesh, and there are those who walk after the what? Spirit. So we have both sets of Christians here tonight. Either you are a Christian who walks after the flesh, or you are a Christian who walks after the Spirit. Now, is, is it possible to bump back and forth from one to the other? Yeah, sometimes we can bump back and forth quite quickly. But we will always find ourselves in one or two of those camps. So either you are spiritual or you are carnal. Either you are filled with the Spirit or you are not. Either you are walking in the flesh or you are walking in the Spirit. So what does it mean to walk? I like this definition. Okay, I'll listen to this. It means to follow a certain course of life. So when the Bible talks about walking in the Spirit or walking in the flesh, it means to follow a certain course of life or to conduct oneself in a certain way. To follow a certain course of life 
or to conduct oneself in a certain way. So really, the whole issue of the Christian life is who controls you. Does the flesh control you, or does the Spirit of God control you? Who, listen, who are you walking after right now? Who are you following? What is the course of life that you are taking right now? Because that determines whether or not you are walking in the flesh, or whether you're walking in the Spirit, whether you are spiritual, or whether you are carnal. And so that's where we're going to pick up with tonight, as we talk about the Spirit-filled life. I believe that this is the most important doctrine for the believer to understand once they have come to true salvation. That's the most important. But second to that is learning how to walk in the Spirit, learning how to be a Spirit-filled Christian. So we're going to go through this here tonight. Let's read it together, shall we? And be not drunk with wine. Of course, we know if you're drunk, you are what? Controlled by alcohol. So here's the picture being laid out before us. Here we go. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual song, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Really, the second half of that verse has to do with joy, right? Because if I have that fullness of joy that Jesus promised because I'm filled with the Spirit, then it's going to be expressed in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in our hearts unto the Lord. We're going to be obviously joyful Christians. So of all the aspects of the person and work of the Holy Spirit, none, none, I'll say it again, none is more vital to Christian growth and maturity than the filling of the Holy Spirit. But again, if I had opportunity just to, just to take some time with each one of you and say, what is it to be filled with the Spirit? How do you get filled with the Spirit? Is this something that I preach on all the time? All the time. I'm mentioning it and I'm talking about it, but I wonder, could you explain it to someone else? Could you stand up here tonight and could you explain to the body what it really means to be filled with the Holy Spirit and how that can that happen in my life. Because we cannot be, we cannot have the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, unless we're filled with the Holy Spirit. So the filling of the Holy Spirit is the means by which He controls, uh, i got to get my water, He controls our attitudes and our actions, or our behavior, being able then to perform his ministries in and through our lives, and this is all about the glory of God, right? Our lives are all about giving the Lord glory. Can't do that until we're spirit-filled. So we go back to the fact that the Word of God divides Christians into one or two categories. And, and by the way, let me say this. A lot of times, I think I kind of mentioned it this morning, we have the tendency to put people in the carnal box. Well, they're just carnal. That's why they're not bearing fruit. It very well could be that they're truly not what? Born again. Born again. Yeah. But we do, as Baptists, we do have the tendency to throw people over there in that carnal box and say, well, they're just carnal. 
and not really challenge them with, are you, are you truly born again? But if you are truly born again, then you're in one, two of these categories. There are those who are spiritual, and there are those who are carnal. Now, there are some characteristics of a carnal believer that are mentioned in Scripture. He lives according to the desires of his own flesh. That's what motivates him. That's why he does or she does what they do. They're going to do what they want to do. It's all about me. It's not about the Lord. It's not about giving him glory. It's not about living for him and loving him and serving him. That's not what it's about. It's all about me and what I want in life and what I want out of life. It's me, 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 me. Now I want to tell you that if you live your life with the me, 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 you are never going to have that abiding joy that Jesus talked about. Because life doesn't always go your way. He is controlled, or she is controlled, by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the what? Eyes, and then that pride of life, which runs deeply in all of our hearts. That's what controls them. Self, me, 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 is on the throne of his life. The lordship of Jesus Christ has really been rejected. It's like you have thrown Christ off of the throne of your heart. Whosoever ye yield yourselves servants to obey. Didn't you mention that verse this morning, Rick? I think you said this is like a scary verse or something like that. Yeah. Whosoever ye yield yourselves, what? You are a servant of someone. Either you are serving yourself and that old flesh that never can be satisfied, or you are serving the Lord. Whosoever ye yield yourselves, servants, to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey. Isn't it interesting? Um, Peter said this, they promise you liberty. You can do your own thing. You can live how you want to live. They promise you liberty. But they themselves are the servants of corruption. For whom a man is overcome. I can live the way that I want to live. The same he is brought into bondage to. And I'll tell you what, when you're in bondage, you're not a joyful person. You're always looking to get out of that bondage and experience something else to bring you that joy, but you don't have that abiding joy, that fullness of joy. As we live out our carnal life, the Bible says we grieve the Holy Spirit and we quench Him. Remember, the Holy Spirit is likened unto fire. We quench Him and His ministries that He wants to have in and through our lives. So it's only when the Holy Spirit controls the believer that he can walk, right, in the Spirit. And that he can live, really, his life. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. For me to live is Christ. So let's talk about some of the ministries that the Holy Spirit has in our life. First of all, if we're truly born again, he baptizes us into the body of Christ. How many times are we baptized into the body of Christ? The Bible makes it clear. There's one baptism. How much clearer can you get than that? But if you're in a charismatic Pentecostal 
fellowship. They believe that you could be baptized by the Holy Spirit over and over and over and over again as a repeated experience. No. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into the body of Christ. One baptism. He indwells us. The Bible said that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He seals us. This is our eternal security. He seals us, unbreakable seal, unto the day of redemption. He becomes what the Bible calls our earnest. How many have ever bought a house and you had to put down some earnest money? What was that earnest money? What was it? It was a guarantee. It was a promise. It was a guaranteed promise that you're going to buy that house and you're going to pay it off. It's a down payment. The Holy Spirit is our promise that God has given us eternal life. He imparts to us spiritual gifts, enabling us or equipping us to serve the Lord effectively. He guides us into all truth. He's our teacher. He teaches us as we study the Word of God. This is what is called the anointing there in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 17. He anoints us with His teaching. He reveals biblical truth to us. He empowers us to serve the Lord. I guess the reason I'm doing this is to show you how vital the Holy Spirit is in our lives and how important it is for us to walk in the Holy Spirit and be filled by Him. He imparts to us and through us the love of God. He conforms us into the image of Christ. These are all the things that the Holy Spirit does, gives us the assurance of our salvation. He comforts us. That's what he's called, the comforter. He strengthens us in our inner man. He prompts us. You know what those promptings of the Holy Spirit are, are like, right? Especially when they come real strongly to you and you go... Like when the Holy Spirit prompts you to give sacrificially. and then you, How many here have ever been prompted by the Holy Spirit but have not obeyed that prompting? Oh, I've done it many times. He puts his words in our mouth. He produces his fruit in and through us. And today we were focusing on the fruit of joy. A carnal believer is, he, listen, you're not able to enjoy. You're not able to enjoy these ministries of the Holy Spirit. Your flesh will not let you do that. I guess as I think about this, I think about understanding what I'm teaching you tonight. I know you understand this. It's very simple. A child can understand this. Why would someone not want to walk in the filling of the Holy Spirit? When it's so much better. You know, the only thing I can think of is Satan is so deceptive. And that blindness. Remember that blindness we talked about this morning? How... The God of this world has blinded their eyes lest they come to the knowledge of the truth. I just, I just don't... <clears throat> I don't oh, Levi was saying something to me. When did you say, oh, I just don't get it? Remember when you said that to me today? 
we were talking about working and how when people go to work, they just don't work. They work harder getting out of work. You with me? Than they do if they would just work. And Levi said, man, I don't get it. He said, if I'm not working, I just don't feel right. The fruit that he bears, the carnal Christian, is just the opposite of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Really? Is this how you want to live your life? Adultery? Fornication? Isn't it interesting that sexual immorality heads the list? It's just so rampant today. Adultery, fornication, then it ties in that. That's just uncleanliness. Lysiviousness, that's sexual perversion. I guess we could say it this, sex, 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 sex. What's being sold today to the world? Sex, 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 sex. This will bring you joy and happiness in life. No, it won't. It'll leave you broken. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft. We talked about the dark side this morning, right? Deuteronomy 18. Hatred, variance, or quarreling, and contention, debate, strife, emulation, jealousy, malice, envy, sedition, division, disunity, heresy, envy, murder, drunkenness, reveling, and such like. Now, can I ask you a question? Does that really sound like a joyful life? That overflowing cup of joy that we talked about? What a miserable way to live your life. And yet people live in that misery because either they don't know or they've never truly been born again. I don't know. Levi, I don't get it. I don't get it. So much of my ministry is trying to convince you, right? Of how important it really is to live for the Lord. And I told you this morning, the thing that just drives me is that I want my people to be prosperous and I want them to be joyful and happy in their lives. That is not one happy dude. Would you say he's walking after the spirit or after the flesh? I think he's fleshing out, right? I kind of like this picture. It's an old picture, but I came across it years ago. And um, the filling of the Holy Spirit, if you can read that, when the Holy Spirit comes in, selfishness and immorality and all those things, you know, they have to go. They have to leave. So if you're struggling with those things, what you're really struggling with is spirit-filling. So carnality, or walking after the flesh, and spirituality, walking after the spirit, obviously they are opposites. So here are a couple passages of Scripture I really encourage you to jot down and do some thorough study on if you want to move from the carnality to the spirituality, from the flesh to the spirit. 
also came across this many years ago, and I kind of like it because, you know, earlier I talked about the throne there, and this, this is where we are, this is where you are, this is where I am, right here. Either we're on the first one where self is sitting on that throne, right? Self is there. Or we have vacated the throne and we've put Christ, the second one, we put Christ on the throne of our lives. <clears throat> I miss you. We had so much fun in the Philippines together, didn't we? Yeah. We did. We really grew to love each other there. If I could take your life and I could right now somehow videotape your life from this moment on to 20 years in advance, how old will you be in 20 years? 40. You'll be 40. You're 20 right now already? Wow. Oh, close. Right there. So you'll be 40 years old. So you're 20 now. I run your life ahead. If I could run your life ahead, videotaping you, you know, we could fast forward your life, and I could see this videotape, which is you've chosen to walk after the flesh. Or I videotape this one where you've chosen to walk after the Spirit. Which one do you think you'd choose right now? Every single one of us would choose the walking in the Spirit. Yes or no? Every one of us. Even those of you who are here tonight, and you may be the most carnal among us, you are not stupid. You would choose that one every time. That's what the Bible calls the road of blessing or the road of cursing. Now, because we can't see 20 years in advance, we have to walk by faith. And that's what's difficult sometimes. Because the world paints the sight picture, not the faith picture. The command to be filled with the Spirit. The verb be filled in the original text is in the present tense. And what that means is it's a continuous action. Keep on being filled. Because we can lose filling, right? So keep on being filled by the Holy Spirit. Don't ever let it stop. When you aren't filled, get back to that place of filling and control. As Christians, we are to pursue this. So to be my pursuit, this is to be your pursuit in life. Pursuing the filling of the Holy Spirit at all times. It's a repeated experience. Believers were filled at Pentecost with the Holy Spirit. The same believers experienced another filling over in Acts chapter 4. Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit shortly after his conversion. And then several years later, we find him being filled with the Holy Spirit again. So it is a repeated experience. To be filled with the Holy Spirit is to be controlled, controlled by the Holy Spirit, just like being drunk with wine would control your actions and your attitudes or your behavior. The word filled is found in three other places. It says they were filled with fear. What do you think that means? They were absolutely controlled by fear. 
Any of you here ever been controlled by fear when you just, I mean, it's just, I mean, if you're going down the road and there's a car coming head on at you, guess what? You got a little bit of fear control going on there. How am I going to get out of this? They were controlled by fear. They were controlled by madness. Okay, let's be honest. How many have ever been so mad it's just kind of taken over? They were filled with sorrow. I think we all have had times when we've just been brokenhearted. So in the same way we are filled with fear, madness, and sorrow, we're to be filled or controlled by the Holy Spirit. Every Christian experiences this inner struggle, right? Between the flesh and between the spirit, and who is going to control me? But you know what? That's my choice. That's your choice. I can't choose that for you. You can't choose that for me. We can't. Don't you wish you could choose it for your kids? But this is the choice that each and, of, each and every one of us have to make personally. <clears throat> Jesus said, shall not I give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? And I'll get to this as we finish up here. I, I think this is really important. And that is, when was the last time that you asked the Holy Spirit to fill you and control you? I believe this is something we need to do every day. As we have our time with the Lord, before we start out on the day, one of the prayers we should always pray is, Lord, here's my life. I take myself off of the throne of my heart and I put you on the throne today. I want to love you and obey you and serve you today. Would you fill me with your Holy Spirit? Would you bring your truth back to my mind as I live out my day. So here, we're going to go through these quickly and we'll be done for the evening. Here are some of the keys to having a spirit-filled life. I want to jot these down. These would be something good to even write in the flyleaf of your Bible. First of all, you need a purpose to live a holy, pure life. Rick, you mentioned this again this morning. You know, when you first started out, and you've had a lot of different church experiences, not just fellowship, right? Remember you were talking about the music and the standards and just where we are. Let's just be like the world to reach the world. Someone asked me the other day, why do Baptists put such an emphasis on standards and, and on music and things like this? You know what the answer is? Holiness. And I really don't think we put that much emphasis on it. I think we put more of an emphasis on being spirit-filled. But if you're going to be a spirit... Question. If you were the Holy Spirit, what kind of vessel would you fill? The Holy Spirit fills a what kind of vessel? A holy vessel. That just makes sense, right? Kind of goes back to this morning putting the putting the patch, you know, putting a new patch on old clothes or putting new wine in old wineskins. You need to yield yourself to the Lord. Here's my life. By God's grace, I'm going to live a holy life today, a, a life that would please the Lord. 
Renew your mind daily. You, I can't, you can't, no one can be a spirit-filled Christian without being in the Word. You've got to get into the Word. Shelly, I, I called her the other day. She called me or I called her, I can't remember. I must have called her because she never calls me. She just texts me. That's all she does. She just texts me. And she said, boy, you sound happy today. Why do you sound so happy? And I just finished spending like three hours with the Lord. Who won't be joyful after that? Just a great time in the Word. Next Sunday's message was born out of that study. Don't make provision for your flesh. Can you trust your flesh? You ever heard someone say, I trust you? Others may trust you, but don't trust yourself. That's why we got to put the parameters around our lives. Flee temptation. Aren't these just simple, basic truths? But you can't be spirit-filled and have his fruit without this. You just can't. Resist Satan by continually submitting to the Lord. Resist the devil. He'll what? He'll flee from you. Don't give place to the devil. There's three areas. These are what we call strongholds. It's a whole teaching in of itself. These are called root issues, a root of bitterness, immorality, covetousness. Love of money is a root of all evil. Don't give place to the devil in these, these three areas. You talk about the things that we... Don't we all struggle with bitterness, immorality, and covetousness? Powerful. Next one, keep your thoughts centered on things that are pure and things that are lovely. Think on these things. It's probably a good idea then to maybe not play so many video games. Or maybe not watch those TV shows that you're so into. Entertainment. Is there any entertainment today that's not filthy in some way? Set your affections on things above. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Keep your sin confessed. I used to have a preacher that would always talk about 1 John 1, 9. And he'd say that word confess is a hacking cough. Just keep hacking it up. Can't stop. Keep your conscience clear. Oh, it's so important. Always have a conscience void of offense toward God and toward men. Obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit. When he prompts you, obey. Avoid quenching and grieving the Holy Spirit by disobedience. Ask God to fill you with his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Grace. Who does God give grace to? 
got to get that pride out of the way. We got to get humble before the Lord. So I want to leave with this question. Have you made the wonderful discovery of the Spirit-filled life? You know whether you have or not. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.